Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jerry, man, why don't you start us out tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We got another action-packed, uh, exciting lineup of guests tonight. We got, you know, of course, we got Charles Craner, the... Uh, fifth member of Oasis, the freaking Center Square, the Chuck Charles. He's got more nicknames than Apollo Creed does now. <laughs> Charles yeah. Trainer. Uh, we got from the Black Spinner podcast, Andy Rodriguez. Well, I've had a great time being on his shows. Hey, guys. And, we got, and then we got Al Horder from the Be Cooler Be Podcast. Al Podcast. Al Horder. Hey. hey, guys. Hey. How's everybody doing tonight, man? Pretty good. Great, great. Excited to be here tonight. Yeah, man. Um, so, any, uh, so today we're going to do six new or newer bands because uh, people had trouble finding new music. Al sent me a list, but since he's on the show, I'm not going to read his list. He'll probably tell me his list. So uh, when he put it on the post, nobody else posted. So I got some fans on here that we're going to get their picks, especially the great Wayne Newton. His is oh, great. His is hilarious, though. Uh, Let's do Self-promoter. I probably, probably know two of the bands on that list. Well, it's four. It's five. Oh, wow. He gave me five, but just wait till you hear the five. But we're, uh, and then before that, we always get to the BS, man. Um, Andy told me this. John Five is rumored to replacing guitarist Mick Mars and Motley Crue for future shows. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what do you think about that, uh, Andy? Well, it's probably because Mick Mars he's probably getting worse with his um uh with his ailment, you know. He's been you know, it it's been years that we thought that he wouldn't be touring anymore and you know, he's still doing it. So I'm just saying I'm just thinking that maybe it's going towards the end where he can no longer, you know, keep up a rapid pace if they're gonna keep on doing these tours, which they're already talking about doing 2023 to 2024 and going to Europe next year. So, you know, and if they're going to use John five, you know, you know, they're going to use a established, um, guitarist who a lot of people respect and someone who will respect the music because I like John five. I think John five is a cool guy who plays well and knows his music history as well. Oh, he also, his solo albums are really good. Yeah, <laughs> you should check him out. He's badass. Yeah. Al, what do you think about that? Um, I don't know. No, I mean John Five is a great guitar player. Uh, as far as I guess replacing Mick, um, I don't know. I don't I have mixed feelings on it. I mean, at this point in Motley Crue's career, I mean it's like just kind of. This band, bro. <laughs> I mean, they did. They, they signed a contract. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, kind of weird, I guess. I'm. I don't know. I have really no opinion on it. I, at this point, I don't really. I don't really see the point. But I mean, you know, obviously they still want to go on and make money. So I guess 
more power to him. I don't have to go see him if I don't want. I do love John Five though. He's a great guitar player. So, I mean, maybe I'd go see them out of curiosity of seeing him live, you know. So, yeah, that's that's really it. That's really my opinion on it. What do you think about it, Jerry? Uh, I'll go Charles first. Charles, what do you think about it? Well, first off, you know, I might be probably pretty melancholic most of the episode. It's a really sad day. It's Sammy Hagar's birthday. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was um, going to bring that up later, bitch. Hey, hey, before, let me say, we happy do a birthday, of Red Rock. Like last week? <laughs> no, happy birthday, uh, fucking Red Rocker. Okay, go ahead, Charles. Yeah. Uh, Asshole. I don't know. <laughs> that was a good one. I like it. Seems like a steak for hamburger. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of over Motley Crue, period. And I thought that contract entailed, I thought they all had to play anyway. That's why, I mean, that contract thing is such horseshit. That's like the four of them, right? Yeah. I thought so. And either, so, I mean, when they do it, if they do do it, you know, that was a week. Who thought that was real anyway, to begin with? I never did. And I'm kind of over Motley Crue. They haven't done anything good since 94. And I don't I like know. Saints of Los Angeles, to tell you yeah. the truth. Good People album. are happy like with it, and they're happy with it. It seemed like that's a huge downgrade for John Five. He'd be better off doing a solo thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, he, because he can make more money with Motley Crue. And if he leaves Rob Zombie, because yeah. I heard there's rumors... John yeah. Five not being on stage and John and Rob wasn't saying anything about it. So, uh, yeah, because Rob Zombie's music doesn't lead to like him playing really, it's just rhythm. So, yeah, I would I could see him go to Motley Crue for the money. That's just my well, what do you think about it, Jerry? I'm agree with Alan Charles. It's like, you know, I don't really care or think about it too much either way. I mean, if you want to go pay to see him, go see him, you know. Um, you know, I agree with Charles when he says, I'm over Motley Crue, I'm over them too. So, you know, whatever they want to do. I mean, you know, I know Mick looked pretty stiff up there. I mean, I hope he, you know, does well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I, if you want to see him, you know, go. I, I care less either way. Uh, dude, when I saw the stadium tour, they played really good. You know, Vince's voice was a little off. But he was still, he made up for it like David Lee Roth does. He was entertaining. So... I think his voice will get stronger and stronger. And also, they want to do a second leg of the stadium tour here, which I would go to again because I had a great time there. But all five of the bands, yeah. Well, well, just Motley Crue and Def Leppard are are marriaging themselves to each other right now. But I would like to see them bring Tesla on the tour. You know, that'd be awesome. I I like Joan Jett. Joan Jett was really good. She impressed me live. But I would like to see Tesla. Uh, and that is my second favorite band. But then we get to, uh, we're going to mix it up between music and movies. So Liam Neeson, well, it says when I gave you guys this bullshit that he was in talks, but now he's confirmed to play the Leslie Nielsen character in a reboot of Seth MacFarlane's Naked Gun. What do you think about that, uh, Andy? Oh, Frank Drebin being played by Liam Neeson. You know, when I was a kid, my mom dropped off me in a bloody at the movies to watch Hellraiser. Well, they wouldn't let us in because it rated R. And my mom had already dropped us off, so we were stuck there. We're like, oh, well, we might as well go see Naked Gun. 
We didn't know what it was about, you know? We just knew it was PG-13. Man, we laughed the whole movie through. It's still one of the best movies I've ever seen. I love Naked Gun. Uh, parts one and two and a half and 33 and a third. It's great stuff. And it's just hard to see. You know, I'm not I'm not that big of a movie buff. So when it comes to Liam Neeson, I only know him as this, you know, action hero guy or whatever he plays. So it's hard to see him playing this kind of comedic actor. So he, he, I find it hard. He did that in A Million Ways to Die in the West. So he's done it before, and I thought he was really good at it. I'm just partial because Doc Brown was in that movie from Back to the Future. What do you think about it, um, Al? How the hell can you replace replace uh, Leslie Nielsen, man? Like that's that's just one of those. I don't know. You know what's funny is that Leslie Nielsen started out as a serious actor, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then he just kind of fell into these uh, this role, and he just this kind of role, you know, the comedy, and he was just such a natural at it. Man. Airplane, <laughs> airplane was the one that did it for him, man. I mean, I laughed my ass off so many times at his movies, man. I, I, I don't see how Les, um, Liam Neeson can like play that that kind of character. Yeah, I guess Seth MacFarlane's like behind it. I'm kind of curious, but I mean, Hollywood and all these remakes and shit, though, man, it's just. Nobody has an original idea left, you know. Yeah. It's just nuts, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, out of curiosity, maybe I'd see it, but I'll wait till it comes to, like, I guess, Netflix or something, you know. I don't know. Leslie Nielsen is just such an iconic character, man, you know. Yeah. So. Dra- Dracula dead and loving it. You know, it'd be real funny if you got OJ in it. <laughs> Nordberg. I'd say the second one was the best. Who was the fucking big titty blonde in that movie? That's the third one, Anna Nicole Smith. Third one, Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole Smith. Oh my God. Fred Ward. Okay. was the first one and the second one, I think. Priscilla oh, Presley was hot too. Wow, nice beaver. Thanks. I just had it stuffed. <laughs> I'm gonna go off topic before I get you. I'm, I'm going on topic, Charles, before I get to you, but I got just gotta say Naked Gun, where he's at an angel game, right? Listen, Nielsen's faking to be the umpire of the angel game. Yeah. That is fucking Dodger Stadium, you fucking assholes. That ain't fucking the like, big, eh? You see you know, the fucking center field? Fuck you putting the angels in it, but we should have been the fucking Dodgers. You it, must have been off, it, it must have been off season because the field looked like shit. <laughs> you know how many concerts? The grass wasn't cut. There was mounds of dirt in the outfield. How many concerts play Dodgers, Sam? The Cincinnati Reds have an Elton John bobblehead, bitch. I don't think so. All right. I mean, there was a gun under second base. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I must kill the queen, Reggie Jackson. Reggie. <laughs> you know, I did. I did see the Angels play with Rock Crew. That was fucking cool. Oh, that is cool. Rock Crew was a great fucking that guy hit. He was old and he still hit for the Angels. That's fucking cool. Okay. Charles, what do you think about the naked gun with Liam Neeson? I don't know. I'm intrigued. I think it might work. Because you gotta remember the with Leslie Nielsen and also an airplane. Uh, you know, they they went out of their way to put dramatic actors in that film. Right. And and they all and like what Nielsen did was play it straight. He yeah. actually 
even trying to be comedic. Mm-hmm. And they told him just play it straight, and he did, yeah. and that's why it was even more hilarious. <laughs> and that's where he developed his style. So it might work, but I, I am very much against all these remakes in general. Period. <laughs> They're remaking like- Scarface. Why? Well, that, that's probably going to really be the that. third remake yes. of that movie, though. So, I know. It's a remake of a remake of a remake. And then yeah. it's going to combine the elements of the first two film into one. How are you going to do that? Uh, I, I don't want to make Scarface. Really? I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. They're remaking sure. it. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Like they're so, remaking Red Sonja with some girl with no boobs, but I don't care. But the Leslie, but uh, Liam Neeson might pull it off. I mean, with McFarlane, especially, is, is the director, right? He's directing yeah, it. Yeah. I love everything Seth's yeah. done, dude. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I, it might. I wouldn't run to the theater, though. I agree. I'd probably I love Orville, man. That's like old next generation mix of regular Star Trek. Yeah. Fucking cool to Orville. Yeah. It's fucking so cool. So, what do you think about it, Jerry? No, I, I, Charles said a lot about, you know, there were more than just Leslie Nielsen being one of the more serious actors on Airplane at that time. I tell you, what had Robert Stack, Lloyd, <laughs> Lloyd Bridges. Looks like I picked the wrong time to stop. Peter Graves. Peter Graves. I mean, there's a lot of serious, I mean, serious actors there. Mata Yeah, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, no, he wasn't much of an actor, but... No, dude, I mean, that, was, that was one of the best scenes in that movie. Besides, <laughs> besides the freaking, the fucking, when they're walking to the airport, the white zone is for lo- unloading yeah. and loading of patches. No, the red zone, you just want me to get an abortion. Well, you know, it's very safe. It's like, there's so much going on in that fucking movie. you got to watch it a million times before you hear everything. But, uh, you know... I'd, I'd give it a shot. Like I said, I wouldn't go to the theater and see it, but if it was on Amazon or something, I'd probably watch it. I love Liam Neeson, so I'd give him, I'd give him the, you know, you know, the chance to pull it off if he can. Uh, my wife loves him, so she'll probably want to go see that too. So you know, it could be a fun date night, maybe. The, the first time I saw Liam Neeson was in like dark. Uh, I think it was next to Ken with Patrick Swayze. With him and Bill Paxton, which is a very underrated movie that everybody needs to see next again. Mine was uh, rules. Uh, fucking de- the Deadpool, uh, Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. That's the first time I. When you him. saw you didn't see him in, in uh, fucking uh, Dark Man either. Well, afterward I did, yeah, but that's Dark the first time. But I really remember him from. Wow, the But but dude, the movie I just said next again, Patrick Swayze, Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt. That movie is he's playing a hillbilly fucking New York cop who has to go back to figure out who killed their brother. And Liam Neeson's is trying to do hillbilly justice on the person who killed their brother. It's a fucking amazing movie. Next to Ken doesn't get any fuck. No, when people say Patrick Swayze, nobody says fucking next to Ken. That movie rules. Not as good as Roadhouse. That's why. Well, Roadhouse does rule, but next to Ken, dude, it's just as good as Roadhouse. It's not bad. Not fucking bad. great movie. So let's get back to uh, some music here. We'll start with you, Andy. Yep. Dave Mustaine denies David Ellison was a founding member of Megadeth. Why Ellison responds, if you don't have my back, fuck it. What do you think of that? Well, first of all, it already sounds like Ellison is already backing down. I mean, if you don't have agree, oh, well, you know, but, you know, I don't think Ellison was the first bassist, but he was the one that was in in 
negative and it was established and held to push it forward. So, you know, it, you know, again, it's a question like last week about the legality leg, 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 of a band. So, you know, I don't know that much about, about that of what contracts were signed and, you know, how they're going to move forward because I'm pretty sure there were contracts signed. Well, before I get it, before I get it, before I get to Al here, I just got to say that I've heard a podcast of Dave Mustaine where he said that he heard Elson playing bass up at his apartment above him when he got kicked out of Metallica. He went up to him and started talking to Elson about starting a band with him because he enjoyed hearing his bass. What do you think about that, Al? Yeah, it must, you know, when Mustaine is pissed at somebody, he just kind of just bears him. Yeah, he just goes all out just to kind of just yeah embarrass him and whatever. It's like he he knows it's his band, but Ellison did start. He did start it with Ellison. I mean, those two have yeah. been the constants in that band. I mean, I know Ellison was out for a while, and then and and I think by Mustaine's admission, I think one day, you know, he called Ellison up. He's like. You know, I kind of need you to be my right hand man again. Uh, right hand man again. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here or something. I don't know if that's his exact words, but um, so I mean, they, those guys had you know for a long time. It's just this whole thing with elves and the skin. Um, it's uh, it's just bullshit. And uh, I don't know. I think it's the whole money thing. You know, at the end of the day. You know, so I don't know, man. Just Mustaine, when he's like, when you're on his bad side, just he'll badmouth you like anyway. And I think he'll just say shit just to say, you know, I don't think it's true. I mean, I mean, I think it's just, you know, he started Megadeth with him, you know, just like, just like you said, man. Like he heard him playing bass one time and asked him to form a band. So right, right there, it's like those two have been there since the beginning. So. What do you think about it, Charles? I think Mustaine's full of shit. So I'm pretty sure I read that in a book as well about Mustaine that he started the band with Ellison. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I don't know any other bass player that started with him. Yeah, I, don't, I never heard of anybody I, else. I could be wrong, but I really don't think so. But we know Dave Mustaine's full of shit. Just watch St. Anger and watch him boohoo about being kicked out of Metallica. Like he always acts like he wanted oh, yeah. to. It was all editing, man. It was editing. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Just stick to the music, Dave Mustaine. Shut the hell up. And I thought David Ellison was a preacher. I don't know about saying fuck if you're a preacher, but I think there's wrongs on both ends there. Well, but really. Yeah. Christians aren't perfect. Just remember. That. I know, I know that, but the hell with Mustaine. I always, I just like his music. I find him to be motor mouth, and, and you don't can't believe half the things he says. What do you think about it, Jerry? He's just turning into a bitter fucking old man, dude. It's like let it go. I mean, he's still bitching about Metallica. It's like, dude, get over it, man. Jesus. Uh, uh, you know. It's kind of, you know, I don't know what their, their their deal is, you know, what happened between them, you know, obviously between both of them, but uh, they're better together than apart. So, you know, I don't think it'll ever happen again. They'll get back together, but they made good music in the, you know, the time they were together. So, you know, just celebrate that and 
Dave just needs to, I don't know, he just needs to chill out, man. Like everybody said, he's getting too bitter and annoying, actually. Annoyingly bitter. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he also yeah, matter of fact, it was that book right there about yeah. Mustaine. So that's what I'm saying. You guys are right about I don't know what he's talking about. But the thing is, he just said that he would like to make another album with Metallica, write songs with fucking, uh, fucking <laughs> you know. He, that's he never going to happen. That's never going to That would be cool <laughs> if it did. You know, but why is he so hung up on a Metallica? Megan Death is an ultra successful world band. I mean, I mean, shit, man. We got two great bands out of this. Yeah, exactly. Just let it go, dude. I mean, I mean, pretty much, Dave, you won, because you yourself went out on your own and had a successful band on your own right. But then again, that just shows how much more successful Metallica is and how much they bring in. Well... Yeah. I've seen Metallica a hundred times over Megadeth because they opened for Five yes, Finger Death. That's country. how much but, uh, more Metallica is bringing in. I guarantee it. That's why. You, oh yeah. God, yeah. Oh yeah. So, so I already said what I thought. We're gonna give this to Andy because this is one of his favorite bands. Link One Eighty Two getting back together. <laughs> give us your thoughts on this, brother. One of my favorite bands. Wow, that's that's really putting them up there. I thought it was. You know, you always. Oh no, no. Well, no, I do like Blink One Eighty Two. I really enjoy them. I'm, I've seen them a couple of times. Um, I will buy this new album that's going to come out with Tom DeLonge because Tom DeLonge is my favorite um, member of there. And when he left Blink One Eighty Two, I didn't hear the two or three albums that were released without him. Um, I did see the tour. For neighborhood, which was really good, um, I'm glad that he's back in the fold. You know, especially with a cancer scare to um, Mark. You know, my guys, um, Mark Hoppus, Mark Hoppus. So, you know, maybe he he you know mortality and all that stuff coming back because um, Tom DeLonge. You know, he's also in Angels and Airwaves, which is not as successful as Blink-182, but, but um, they are a successful band uh, um, in their own right. And um, maybe this tour is going to be big. I, I won't go because the last time I saw them, I saw them the way I wanted to see them. They played almost a playlist that I would have given them. So I don't want that to be ruined, so I'm not going to go see them. This time around, um, those ticket prices already are insanely high. Um, the tickets went on sale for Houston already, or they go on sale tomorrow, but the show's not until the beginning of summer. So, you know, you can count me out on that, but, you know, I think it's good for them to come back. I think um, Blink-182 might attract a younger crowd, you know, with, um, is, it Travis Bark- is Travis Barker married to one of the Kardashians or was? Unfortunately, dating, yes. I think. I don't know if they're married. No, he's married. They're married. married. Are they married? They're married. Oh, yeah. um, so that'll bring a younger new crowd to the band because of 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 that. So, you know, whatever's going to keep the band going, and if they can sell tickets, more power to them. But I will buy the new album when it comes out because I do like to hear um, Tom, um, Tom DeLong sing. I know a lot of people don't like his voice, but I like it. So... That's all that I really need to say about that. I'm just glad they're back. I only like Mark when he sings, but uh, Al, what do you think of that? I'm not really a 
Blink-182 fan, so it doesn't really matter to me. But, I mean, uh, if it matters to the fans and more power to them, you know, they were never really my thing, though. Uh, I don't own any of their albums. Uh, I've heard a couple of their songs. I mean, some of their songs are kind of fun, you know, but it's not anything I'd rush really go out by. I mean, I was never big on the whole pop punk genre anyway. I mean, aside from some Green Day, maybe in the early stuff. Um, I mean, that's really it. I mean, I mean, you can, I guess, I, you know, I shouldn't say, I mean, you can call Ramones actually kind of the originators of pop punk, really, because they kind of were poppy too. And I love them. They're like one of my favorite bands. Um, but they had, they were their own thing. You know, they were originators of like punk rock. So, um, but Blink-182, I mean, I mean, it's good, you know, uh, it's good for their fans that the original lineup is back together. So, you know, that's really all I got to say about that. What do you think about Charles? It would have been on uh, my worst bands list, but I didn't want to bounce it off of it. I can't stand Blink-182 <laughs> or fake punk music like Green Day or any of that crap. I like Green Day. So. I hate I good Charlotte Blink 182. Hey, too. they might they might be able to get Trickster to open them up for them and get them <laughs> that rib shack. That would be. Cool. I don't like you keep bringing <laughs> Trickster up. I don't like Trickster. I like three albums like Trickster, and it's not their original albums. I like. I know. The later I, I agree. I know. I know that about you. I'm just trying to help Trickster get out of the rib shacks and get them a gig. <laughs> is not my cup of tea, and never has been. So you know what? I, you know what? Fucking Tora Tora is a great band. You should listen to them. Tora Tora is pretty good. Yeah. So, what do you think about Danger? Oh God, dude, (laughs) they're good, but they're not the guitar player of that band. If you you, have you been looking into Fuckers of Rock? We've been talking about Danger Danger. They were uh, Jim and uh, fucking Stoner dude Roger. But uh, what do you think about Link One Eight Two, Jerry? I don't know. You think any band with Janine Lindemotor on their cover in a nurse's outfit (laughs) for that would be good? But yeah, I'm never big into them. Um, like I said, if you're a fan of them, enjoy. Um, just never did it for me. Why are you still my enjoy? <laughs> enjoy. You know that's my that was, that's yeah. my nice way of saying your your selection sucks. <laughs> I mean, obviously they don't suck. Okay, I can't get it. Are they really doing a stadium tour? No, they're playing Bank of California, which is a soccer oh. stadium. It's not like I heard it was a stadium. Like, like, yeah, it, it's soccer stadium stadiums. Tour? They're not that big. Okay, okay. I saw okay. Iron Maiden there at Bank California, and they were really good. Yeah, I'm like, are they big enough to sell out a stadium? No, uh, they would have to have so many bands on there, like Def Leppard, gotcha. okay, that makes Poison, more sense. And, you know, that shit like that. But um, I agree. I hate the band like one two. I can't stand Tom's voice. God, it's like nails on the chalkboard to me. But if you like it, like it, like Jerry said, enjoy. Uh, Travis Barker is a badass drummer, though. I have to but their the ticket price is over five hundred dollars. Is yeah, horrible. Geez. Yeah, they are not <laughs> worth. Bruce Springsteen isn't worth those ticket prices. He's yeah, I, I would, I would pay that for Zeppelin or Floyd or something. And, I mean, Ze- and Bruce was one of the money. best tours I've ever <laughs> seen on Tunnel of Love at the fucking uh, L.A. Arena. Uh, sports arena which is no longer there anymore but then we get to uh shit okay we already did that uh aikman getting flack for saying my hope is that the comp competition committee looks at this next set of meetings and you know we take the dresses off 
What do you think about that, Andy? Well, I I agree with what he's saying about um, football getting a little bit softer. But then again, on the on our NFL podcast with Jerry Soupy, we talked about that as well. You know, they're also making sure that players are safe. You know, we see concussions almost every week. And maybe his choice of words were poor, especially with things that are going on every day in the media. Maybe he should have used something different. But, you know, that's Troy Aikman. He was talking about it, and it just, you know, he said it. And now he's under fire for it, I guess. And I'm sure they will make a big apology about it. And, you know. I don't want him to apologize. I want him to keep his true statement because I hate it when people bow down to the right. Twitter pressure. What do you think about that, uh, Al? It'll be forgotten about in 15 minutes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just like everything else in this world, everything's so fast-paced. You can, they'll forget about it in a couple of days. Now it'll be over and on to the next thing. So I, I don't even care, you know. <laughs> what do you think about that, Charles? The woke police trying to strike again. It's football. He can say whatever the hell he wants to. He's a Hall of Famer. It's football. Let it be football. It? In fact, this new, they're trying to put even tighter rules now. And you're getting yeah, crappy, fake-ass rough in the passer calls. Hey, one of the Browns' wins was, was behind a, I'll admit it, was a really terrible roughing the passer call against Carolina. We just, we, we, we took advantage. Well, not advantage. It's just the way the rules are. I, I mean, yeah, the concussion protocol, it's all that, but it's football. Bring back my football. Aikman didn't say nothing wrong. If you don't like it, don't watch football. So what do you my think opinion. about it, Jerry? I mean, I understand you got to protect your stars somewhat, but come on. It's like, you know, these guys play at a level that we'll never know or, you know, understand. And what do they want? How are they going to – their motor is constantly going, these defensive linemen. I mean, how, how are they going to pull off? You know what I mean? That easily. Um, from what I, there's two with Brady and the other one with uh, Mahomes. 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 I mean, yeah, those were on now. Roughing the passer at all? Dude. No, they weren't. It was ridiculous. Calls. The guy even braced himself over Mahomes and didn't even. I put mean, his body weight on. Him. I, I don't care. It was a joke, man. And and you know, I have to agree with Aikman. Like you know, I think he's right. He shouldn't take his words back. Uh, it's frustrating if you're a real true football fan. I mean, I, when I was a kid, I grew up with people like Jack Lambert and Lawrence Taylor, man. Those guys Ronnie were freaking, Yeah, I mean, those guys would run you over and, you know, go after your mother afterwards. So Ronnie Lott would hit you, know. you and give you a yeah, slobber that's, knocker. That's the kind of football that I like and grew up with. Yeah, Ronnie Lott just would pop the shit out of you. You're running up the middle. <laughs> All the right. Well, we're in the we're, – uh, let's stay in the football subject. Devontae Adams got charged with a misdemeanor for assault on the Monday Night Football show. What do you think about that, Andy? Oh, well, like I told you when we were messaging back and forth, he should. That that was ridiculous, and he did um, assault another person who probably does work for the NFL as a freelance photographer. photographer. And I do understand that – well, no, I really don't understand. I mean, there was no need for him to – even touch him, much less push him against the wall, and the guy fell. And dude, Devonta Adams is a big old dude, man. So, um, he should be charged 
with um with what he's being charged with, and he should be fined or maybe even suspended by the NFL for his actions. Yeah, yeah but not on the football field. I just can't believe the NFL hasn't said anything about it yet. This is a while back now. It's like three days ago. What yeah. do you think about it, Al? Yeah, he should be fine, man. I mean, he assaulted. You know, he should be charged with assault, and it's not cool, you know. Um, I mean, what else are you going to do, you know? <clears throat> what about you, Charles? What do you think of that? That's uh, the right thing. The guy worked actually for ESPN. Mm-hmm. Night football crew, and he sustained injuries. Uh, what happens on the field amongst players is one thing, mm-hmm. but you know when you take it to anybody, either a spectator or somebody that's not involved in the game itself, yeah, they have to do something. And probably the NFL is waiting for all the legal stuff to happen. I bet he's not on the field this week. I bet you know something about that here soon. Mm. It's kind of that. late, though. It's like three days later. We should have something. Yeah. Well, NFL has I, mean, I guarantee you they'll, they'll have something together for this Sunday. What do you think about it, Jerry? It'll be, you know, it'll be taken out of court. They'll settle out of court for an undisclosed sum of money, I'm sure. But, yeah, it was unnecessary. I mean, um, these guys are, you know, in shape, strong athletes, man, and he threw that dude like a rag doll on that wall, so it was totally, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there's two different things. He got that one, and he had the Bobby Wagner thing a couple of weeks ago. Two different things, I think, in my opinion. Um, you don't know when these guys are charging the field what they're going to do to you, if they have something, a knife or a bomb or something on him, you know. So I didn't blame Bobby Wagner at all for tackling that dude. And now that dude's suing Bobby Wagner now. It's like, you know, that, that doesn't make sense there, but I'm sure he'll get a settlement too, you know. Uh, yeah I, I agree man uh that guy he uh what is it he he apologized right he said the first thing i do is he'd apologize so he knew he felt bad about it he said he felt bad right when he did it but fuck i think people who play for the raiders get that mentality <laughs> they just become True. thugs no uh, no no offense to any thugs out there you guys are cool i'm just saying but uh i'm not using that word as a racist term just want to make sure but um I don't know what's up with the Raiders and this culture they're building in the Raiders because everybody seems to be out for themselves. It just how many Raiders are like in jail right now? <laughs> well, they're they're known to get the to sign the hotheads of the league too, and you know, not Don Daniels never never a hothead, but no. in the past they they've uh, you know signed you know locker room cancers that are hotheads. So of course they're going to get a lot more uh, negative publicity because of that. Yeah, so. I just hated I had to explain I wasn't racist. Just to let you know, but uh, I mean, if, that did, if, that did, if that didn't happen with that receiver that was drunk and killed somebody, I think you wouldn't be hearing. I don't think they'd even have Devonte Adams on their team. But uh, no, I don't know. You know, like I said, it'll be it'll be a quick thing. I'm sure he will. You know, the guy will get a nice little settlement. And he well, he should up, get uh, something because he got a slight concussion. He's got whiplash. You know, guy's got a lot of things. I don't know if he's making this up to get money, but. That shove was pretty pretty horrific. And you yeah. know the in the players union, you know, they'll get involved in it and take Kevin's back the whole way, you know, because they have to. But no. All right, one more story. I'm not going to go to the NFL Lamar. Now, because this is pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. Science. NASA crashed a spacecraft into the asteroid to try to stri- disrupt it, bleh, disrupt its orbit, and it worked. What do you think about that, Andy? 
I really don't know that much about about what happened in space. Uh, I know I live in that live in Houston and NASA and all that, but I really don't. I guess I mean was it an asteroid that was coming coming towards us and they stopped it? No, it wasn't coming close. It was just a test thing in case one does. Oh, okay. Or who knows? Maybe it was. They just not telling us. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe it's distracting us. What's going on? Well, 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 then that's pretty cool. Knowing that they can protect yeah. a planet from anything like that happening. Yeah. You know. So, what do you think about that, Al? I think it's cool too. I think if we have the technology and the, that we could do that, you know, and I think that's 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 good. That's a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it, you know. What do you think about it, Charles? Well, uh, we and we could do it without a shitty Aerosmith ballad. That was even greater. <laughs> hey, I, I'm gonna step off for <laughs> one second, so but I'll uh, be right back. All right, now I'll go to Jerry. What do you think about that? I guess <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck would be proud, man. <laughs> you know, it was it's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, that's something that is a very realistic possibility one day, man. You know, so it's a cool thing that they actually had success the first time, and you know, you know, they're they're going to try it again to test it to make it better, I'm sure. But you know, yeah. it's actually kind of a relief to know that in case there is that doomsday comet coming, they can you know have somewhat of a chance to deflect it or destroy it or whatever. You know, Answer. I thought that was pretty cool that they were even yeah. working on that. I didn't even know about it. But uh, I'm always thinking with the, the media, something's going else is going on that they're not telling us about. Dude, NASA, some that's amazing shit, dude. Those guys yeah. come up with man, it's just yeah. incredible. All right, and, and to think that they got the calculations and everything right, yeah. you know, that's that's crazy. That's some smart people out there. So yeah. now, before we get to our uh, top six new or newer bands that you should listen to. Uh, I'm just going to say we need you guys to subscribe. We've been on 169 subscribers for a while. It's like irritating me. Uh, so come on, make it 170 at least. Uh, we have a Facebook page. We're in a group. We like you guys to post. I just post funny memes there mostly or jokes or news stories or music. We're all over the place. Sports. Yep. Maybe a lot about the 49ers. So if you guys are Cowboys fans, post some Cowboys shit in there. And we can make fun of you. But just keep doing I- stuff, man. Uh, <laughs> but don't get butthurt if we make fun of you cowboys now. Yes, okay? don't get butthurt. <laughs> I don't. Or we make fun of the Browns, but we have no reason to make fun of the Browns because yeah, they make not relevant. Fun of I'm going to say they make fun of themselves. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm I'm enjoying the ride right now until we crash and burn as usual. So I'm not. My expectations are low. <laughs> nah, dude. Actually, you guys are scaring me because I think you are looking. Oh really yeah, your defense here, so. is really good. Yeah, I that defense is fantastic. I think the Niners is just as good, but we got to see what Bulls is up to this week. Hey, we'll still find a way to screw it up. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> you're gonna already have a, con- a step ahead, people right there. Were, already a step ahead. People were disagreeing <laughs> with me about a quarterback controversy, but uh, I see it, and a lot of people are seeing. It. I'm getting this from Cowboy Nation. Start Dak. Start Cooper. Start yeah, Dak. He, start it, Cooper. It, start- if Cooper beats the Eagles this week, then there will be a quarterback controversy. I don't, I don't think that there should be. I mean, I mean, I mean, this past week, I, I mean, Cooper Rush barely passed for over a hundred yards. Come on, he didn't, be- make, he didn't make the mistake though. Can you, can you imagine if? Uh, you know, hey, what do you, you think? Make- 
a combat family. What do you think? Can you imagine if they let Drew Bledsoe back back in after Tom Brady did as good as he did? You know. Yeah. Well, listen, um, listen, Doc. You know, Doc. You know, took over under the same circumstances. Tony Romo, yeah, 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 and I think history is repeating itself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. If it, like Jerry says, if they beat the Eagles this week, I think Rush is going to stay there, man. Wow. I mean, it don't matter if he throws, have good numbers at all. They're gelling as a team, so yeah, that's important, man. Dak, but, Dak just, Dak just doesn't make the big plays that he needs to, man. I mean, he he, he fucks up a lot, so yeah, and, running on uh, no timeouts, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> stupid, <laughs> dude. I mean, that was funny. Rush, Cooper Rush is impressing me, man. He really is. So, um, yeah, he's managing it perfectly. He's doing what he can to win, man. That's all yeah. you can ask of the guys. He's so. Trent Delfer yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> so, what? Dak is making what, $38 million a year? You're just going to sit him? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to sit down a $38 million player and just have him sit there. Maybe we'll we'll trade him by the trading deadline. Maybe. It, there's yeah, trade him. Who's going to pick him up for that amount of money? There's that, there's that meme. There's that meme that he's the highest yeah. paid cheerleader. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, Dak Prescott is no better than Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. So, you know, and I think yeah, Jimmy's a second tier quarterback. At hey, that. Jimmy's been taking some chances with his passes lately, though. He's been fucking time, and this dink and dunk shit's getting old. Well, man. because he, I read that he said maybe this will be a Hollywood ending where they try to get rid of me and I win the Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> that, cool. that, that will be tough if he wins the Super Bowl getting rid of him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Dak is a fantastic quarterback. I think he might be outside looking in of the top ten, but yeah. I don't know. Well, he did beat the Niners on his first ever start, which pissed me off because we had a good lead. Yeah, he's playing game. against Nick Mullins, man. Come on. Uh, I, I thought there was a uh, Kaepernick on his first start. We was it Kaepernick? Yeah, it was Kaepernick. I think. Uh, oh, well, that's just as bad. Our so. defense—that's when Kaepernick didn't have a good defense, so they let up. They let them come back. No, well, let's get two to, and fourteen. Season? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Let's get to our uh, main attraction. Our top six new or newer bands that you think people should hear. Let's start with you, uh, Andy. What's your number six? <sighs> okay, I didn't really rank these, but I'm just gonna. I'll start with number six. Um, I don't know how old we can go. You said up to 10 years. So um, I did go back a little back. This band is out of Liverpool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but um, one of my favorite bands to come out of the past 10 years is Cage the Elephant. I'm a big Cage the Elephant fan. I've seen them a couple of times. Um, I believe they're on the one, two, three, on their fifth album yeah. already. The first three were fantastic. I didn't get into to the um, the first four were really good. The fifth one, I believe, won a Grammy for Best Alternative Album, which I didn't like that much, but um, one, two, three, and four are really good albums, and I know that a lot of people are already familiar with them, but they should dig more into their music instead of just what's on the radio. So um, that's one of my picks for people to be more familiar with on Cage the Elephant. Yeah, I like that band also. They also opened for the Foo Fighters a lot. So what do you think about – what's your uh, number six, Al? Um, there's a band called uh, Them Damn Kings. They're out of Georgia. Um, they only really came out, like, maybe the first album came out last year or even, like, early this year. 
and um, it just I kind of think of them as a mix between like Black Label Society and like Alice in Chains. They have kind of the harmonies like Alice in Chains and kind of like a Black Label Society kind of sound. Um, I've been hearing like one of their songs on a college radio station here in, in New Jersey and uh, and it's it's pretty damn catchy, heavy, catchy, kind of like, you know, with the harmonies of Alice in Chains and that kind of caught my ear. And I think I posted it on uh, my Facebook page like months ago about them. I posted a video of the song and uh, I checked out their album and it's really good. So um, they're really like a new band. I mean, I think they only formed like two, three years ago. And uh, so they're really like the definition of like a new band, you know, with only one album out. So uh, the album is called Rise Up and it came out, I think earlier this year. If not late last year, I can't remember. I think it's a 2022 release actually. So I think maybe this the single, maybe this single came out late last year. So yeah, um, them damn kings is the name of them. So that's my number six. Yeah, I wrote it down and I wrote Annie's down because I'll probably put links to them in the show notes. So Charles, what do you, what's your number six? Uh, this is a all girl quartet out of the Pacific Northwest called Thunder Pussy. Ooh, I like them. Uh, I, I describe their sound as like a mix between indie and arena rock. Very, very powerful uh, stuff there. Uh, some of the tracks check out. They did a pretty cool cover of Jefferson's Air- Jefferson Airplane, Somebody to Love. That's a good one. Uh, the track Speed Queen. And they did, they're just like bad company. They did a track after their name, Thunder Pussy. That was probably my favorite song by them they have one album uh so if you're into like arena rock type sounds mm-hmm. check them out i think they're a promising band i don't i think they've only been around a couple years maybe so. what about you jerry my first band it, well, that's you too you know since i like i you know i like classical music i like opera i like metal so obviously i'm gonna like symphonic metal these guys have actually been around a while, but they've really gotten no recognition. It's called Imperia. Uh, very hard action, symphonic metal. Helena Michelson's got an incredible voice. She can sing. Um, they've been around since, uh, you know, I'm cheating a little bit. They've been around since the early 2000s, but, you know, they're hardly known. They had like six or seven albums out, but this is one of their best ones, The Last Horizon, The Lost Horizon. Um, check them out if you're into that type of music. Um that's my first one. So my number six is a band. Uh, I think most of us know this guy, uh, Mick Watkins. Mick Watkins, Wild Ride. I think they got two EPs out. If you like classic Van Halen and classic fucking 80s metal rock, you need to check out Wild Ride. It's W-Y-D-E-R-I-D-E. Check them out. Check out their uh YouTube page, fucking get this band to fucking listen to his Wild Ride fucking kicks ass. If you like Van Halen, you would like fucking Wild Ride. That's my number six. Is that are they like Wild Stallions? <laughs> no, they're they're actually better than Wild Stallions. Yeah. <laughs> Way better. Have you heard like <laughs> Have you heard Wild Ride? <laughs> Have you heard Wild out, Ride, man. Al? 
No, I never heard that, man. I, get, I just wrote it down, so I'll check them out. Yeah, you need to check them out. They're really good. Uh, Mick Watkins. Yeah, he's like a good track. Great guy, too. Mick Watkins yeah. rules. Mick, Mick, Mick Watkins, cool. man. Thumbs up, man. Dick and Twatkins. Dick Twatkins, yeah. He's on the um, Rock All of You podcast all the time. Plug, plug, bitches. Plug my podcast now. All right. So let me get to number five. What's your number five, Andy? Or you yeah. don't have them rated. You just have them in order. Whatever. Oh, um, my next one, I'm pretty much going to talk about bands that are well-established. Um, I went with Mammoth with the Wolfgang Van Halen. You know, he only has one album out. He's done very good for, for himself on touring. So I'm pretty... Uh, um, his first album was okay. I was expecting it to be a little bit better. But now that he's toured extensively, and he should be having a second album coming out. Um, I'm looking for the second album to be better than him, the first, better than he's his. Work, he's working on it right now, so I, I, I like this. I'm doing the drum tracks. He's all sweaty. Drum tracks, yeah. Done, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. His first one's good, but um, I think that he can do better. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, because live he plays a lot of a lot of different instruments. He's very good with the crowd, and uh, he really does have a real pop rock sensibility about himself. So um, up at Mammoth, I really think that they're going to be a really good band. They just have to push it a little bit more. The thing is with Mammoth, it looks like he's a control freak, and he's just going to record the whole album and just take out a touring band. He's not going to be like Dave Grohl was with the Food Fighters, where he recorded it and then made a band later. Right. I don't think. Wolf was doing that. I think he's too much of a perfectionist. What do you think about that, Al? Oh, what's your uh, number six? Number five, I mean. <laughs> number five. My bad. Um, well, just talking about Wolfgang real quick. I think I think his next album is I think his next album is gonna be better. I, I did like his first album though, but I think he's gonna step it up a notch on this this next one. He's got touring ex- well, I mean he had touring experience with Van Halen, but now he's been a front man on his own for a while playing in front of real big crowds like with his own band i think like it's gonna be it's gonna i think he's gonna step it up i'm hoping he does so anyway i'm going back to picks i I mean again these picks aren't really it they're not really ranked for me i'm just kind of picking through I, i i must have like probably eight or nine bands on my list here i'm just kind of picking through but i'm gonna go with uh it's funny that charles mention a band called Thunder Pussy because my next band is uh uh from Sweden that's all girl uh quartet and they're called Thunder Mother. Um and it's kind of like A C D C meets Motorhead. Uh they're really good. Uh Black and Gold is their latest is their latest album. I think they have like four albums under their belt, but now they're just kind of getting noticed here in the States. And uh I'm telling you, man, if you're I mean, ACDC and Motorhead in an all-female band, that's, you know, they're, they they kick ass, man. They, they got that old-school 70s sound, you know. Hmm. I guess you I guess you could kind of say that girl school was that kind of band back in the 80s, you know. Um, they were a pretty tough band. I mean, and, uh, these girls, you know, seem to be kind of following in that footstep. So if you like classic 70s, like ACDC and like you like Motorhead, check them out. Uh, Thunder Mother from Sweden. Black and Gold is their latest album. Yeah, yeah. Thunder Mother, I messaged them on Instagram to see if they wanted to be on Freeform. They didn't get back to me. 
but I like them. They're a really good band. Yeah, so what's, good, your number, what's your number five, uh, Charles? I had them down as an honorable mention as well, but uh, I skipped over them because of Thunder Pussy. I think that name is even cooler, but I checked them <laughs> out. So. Uh, three Thunder Mother out. and Thunder Pussy should tour together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, um, three-piece outfit out of Canada uh, named Spirit Box. Mm. Um, good mix of progressive metal with a little metal yeah. in there. Uh, I got two albums out. Uh, 2017 and 2021 uh check a good track check out would be called secret garden if you just wanted to get a taste of them uh, if you're into that kind of i, I think your voice is really unique there's been a buzz about them i've been, and, uh, i've heard about i've been hearing about them a lot so yeah plus a three-piece outfit I mean, i'm always you know a big fan of three-member bands anyway so, so am i yeah trios yeah. So what's your number five, Jerry? My number five is I think these ladies are out of New York. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um I think Al just met all these ladies actually. Flush. <laughs> Flush. Good this band. album, and these girls can rock, dude. Mariah Formica has got an amazing voice. Um shit uh I think they have a bunch of EPs and singles out or just I don't know, something like that. But this is their first full-length album and man i'm telling you it rocks man these girls are yeah, album. they're really good album. Yeah, i like it they're really yeah. cool too yeah yeah, album too. yeah. <laughs> he meets everybody man yeah i know so i'm gonna think i'm gonna think it's photoshopped man. <laughs> <laughs> all right so then i get to my number six a band i saw open for the black crows but i liked them before that <laughs> dirty honey yeah, I yeah. fucking love that band. They're fucking 70s Aerosmith, 70s fucking sleaze rock. They fucking guy has a great voice and he spells his name the right way with a C. Mark, you fucking <laughs> great dude, man. I love it. So then we get to your number four, Andy, and I'm gonna be right back. Only over to this first. Okay, I'm gonna pause it then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, your number four. Yeah, my next one is a band that's been together for maybe 10 years or less, but um, I've really been paying attention to their last three albums, and they're really good. I want to call them, not sure, quite pop, like prog pop, or prog-like rock, but um, they're called the War on Drugs. Oh, I heard of them. And they've got some really good tracks. Um, their last album is called I Don't Live Here Anymore. And it's really good. Um, their songwriting is fantastic. Um, I think they're like a seven or an eight piece band. So there's a lot of different instruments going around. Um, so the war on drugs is is uh, one, I guess, number four for me. So what's your number four, Charles? Uh, it's Al. Al. Oh, what's Al. What's your number skip? four? My bad. <laughs> um number four i'm gonna go with uh here's a power trio um they're out of sweden uh they're actually called they're, they're called monolord and they're uh they're like a stoner in the stoner doom rock genre which i like a lot i love that genre yeah, me too um uh they uh Started around 2013. Um, 
I think they only have like uh, three albums out, but um, Rust, No Comfort, and Your Time to Shine. And uh, they, have, they mix a little bit of psychedelic in there too. Um, really awesome band. I mean, uh, Mono Lord. And there's like a running joke. I think the joke of how they got their name, Mono Lord, is I think one of the members is actually deaf in one ear. So they were they were joking about something uh, about like a stereo thing. He's like, well, he can't hear in stereo anyway. He only hears a mono. So that's how they kind of came up with their name. <laughs> so um, I, I kind of found out pretty humorous. So, uh, but Mono Lord is a, is a really cool band that you should check out. Three piece uh, from Sweden as well. Them Swedish man, they're uh, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> so. Yeah. What's your number four, Charles? Charles? I got another trio as well out of Seattle. You can't hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. yeah. I'm up there. Okay. Another trio out of Seattle signed to legendary sub pop records called the Black Tones. Uh, the band is a twin sister, twin brother. Uh, it's a grunge, grungy indie thing type again with even a little bit of slight hip-hop beats to it just a little but uh organic played their album is called cobain and cornbread <laughs> so they're obviously inspired by nirvana uh a, a nice track check out was called ghetto spaceship or uh Ma, there's a spider in my room a real interesting sound of this band and if they're on sub pop usually sub pops on to something so the black yeah. tone Cool. What's your number four, Jerry? Number four is actually out of Los Angeles, and they're actually a family band, too. They're all brothers and sisters, um, and this girl can wail, too. If you hear her do Rainbow in the Dark, um, I suggest you watch it on YouTube. It's, it's a band called Liliac. Um, they're, they're basically they're young kids, man, but they can freaking rock. Uh, they're talented. The guitar player's great. The drummer's great. The singer fucking, I mean, just fucking wails. Um you know, they got like one or two albums out and a whole shitload of like EPs and singles, man. I mean, mm -hmm. give them a shot, man. You'll be surprised, man. Isn't your mom is a Parkage family? <laughs> nice. I did my number uh, CD because it's right in front of me because it's brand new. Uh, Starcrawler. This is their third album. They're good. Uh, they're, they're like good. a mix between punk and blondie. And uh, they're going a little bit more blondie-ish on this third album, but it's fucking cool. I like it. Uh, check them out. I would like to see them. They're playing a the whiskey. And I didn't have money. I'm broke. <laughs> but then we go to our number three, Andy. What's your number three? Yeah, um, I was just introduced to this band um, this week, and um, I was like, "Wow, that'd be perfect for for this show." Um, I think they've only been around since um, 2016, maybe 2015. They're called King Buffalo, and they are um, like Doom Rock. Or stoner rock, but I just want to call it today's prog rock. It's a really good um, stuff. Um, longer songs, um, great, great guitar work. You know, just just a good prog rock of today is the way that I would put it. Cool. So their name is King Buffalo. Nice. So what's your number uh, three, uh, Al? Uh, band out of Pennsylvania uh, called Crowbot. C R O B O T. Ooh, I'm a robot. Yeah, I have all go. their albums. <laughs> yeah, 
great band. They have, I think they have like four full length albums. Yeah. Um, they really started gaining the foothold about a couple of years ago. And um, uh, Brandon Yeagley, uh, phenomenal vocalist. Uh, he actually did a cameo on, um, on uh, um, Anthrax's, Anthrax's drummer. Um, Charlie um, Benante? Uh, Charlie Benante, yeah. He did uh, during COVID, he did these Rush covers and stuff like that, like, you know, streaming. And he put all of them on an album and put it out. And uh, the Brandon, I mean, he did like instrumentals, but then he, the vo- the song to vocals, he had Brandon sing on it. And he, he nailed them pretty, pretty admirably. You know, it's, it's not, not an easy thing to sing Rush, you know, so, or to cover them. And uh, he, he did an awesome job on there. So I, I give him a lot of props. He's a great vocalist. Um, I like that band. I mean, great hard rock band. They mixed, have a little bit of stoner in them a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I, I I love them, man. I mean, I and I got to meet them too. And Brandon's a really cool dude, you know. And um, uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna be around for a while, hopefully, you know. So, Crowbar, yeah. my number three. Yeah, that's their new album right here. Yeah, really. I good. can't see it. You got to go go uh, to your left. It's called Fill This. Okay, there you go. Yeah, Fill This. Great. I love that band. That's a great new band. I didn't pick them. I figured one of you guys would have. So I'm trying to get all these kind of newer bands out there. So uh, Charles, yeah. what's your number uh, three? Uh, a little quartet out of Dublin, Ireland named Inhaler. Um, if you're into indie music, you know, kind of like Stone Roses and the Smiths, stuff oh, wow. like that. They're a mix of that. And their front man is a certain Elijah Hewson. Who happens wow. to be the son of Bono? Yes, yeah. oh, nice. you too, Mark. I know. Uh, they've fronted. They've done opening slots for Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. Another big YouTube <laughs> fan, and also an excellent performer in his own right. Uh, good tracks from them is "I Want You." That's definitely got a Manchester type feel to it. Uh, My honest face, and these are the days. I think this band is going places. So. Check them out. I gotta check them out, man. Yeah, me too. I've heard them. I know about them, but I haven't heard anything. I've heard them on um, XM on um, Out Nation. They were on the countdown a couple of times already with a couple of tracks, and they're really good. They're a really good um, alternative band. Sound really good. So, what's your number uh, three, Jerry? I lost. I don't know what my do the fucking CD or my notes are on that. You can help me out a little bit with this band, Mark. They're called Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, another great, really I didn't yeah, another great, I another great female singer. They've been around quite a while. Um, <laughs> the great, just good old fashioned rock and roll, man. I mean, I wish I can find the CDs here that I had. Of it, but well, I here's one right here. Okay, well there you go. See, Mark can help me out here, but yeah, you know, just good one. straight off rock and roll, dude. Yeah, that's the one I was going to show. Yeah, yeah. She's a great vocalist, man. Well, Very yeah. good. Yes. But anyway, that's uh, my next pick. And yeah. yeah, did I get you into that group? No, actually, we got into it together. I think at the same time because oh. I was I noticed they were coming to Chattanooga and I never heard of them. And I'm like, wow, so I'll check this band out, and I did. And like a day or two later, you mentioned them. I'm like, wow, I just discovered this band. So you probably <laughs> knew them longer than I did, but yeah, dude, I heard them because YouTube. Uh, I was playing my uh, Amazon Music on, sh- on like just play shit that they think I like. Yeah. 
and they brought up this band and then Brian Davis brought up a couple days later I go I need to check out this band more so I enjoyed them they go from blues to like metal yeah it's like right. really good yeah uh, I first saw them live they were doing some video on some TV talk show in Los Angeles I, there's a YouTube video of it and I just fell in love with their voice man it's uh, you know great yeah. band man they're going to be around for a while too I don't think they'll ever be huge, but they're going to be good enough to keep a good fan base going. You know yeah, what I mean? There's so many new bands out there right exactly. now. Exactly. There's Projector, there's Sodia, there's a, yeah. lots of good shit going on right now, and I, I'm enjoying it. Rock is not dead. No, Alternative not. is not dead. Alternative is part of rock, so get in that. My number three is a band that's been out from Long Beach for at least 20 years now, but I don't think they get enough love in, in the USA. They're huge in Europe. Rival Sons, man. <laughs> fucking dude that guy's voice how could you deny that band that guy's what he's not even a rock singer he said he's r&b and he's playing with a rock band it's just and then it reminds me of the doors a little bit man it's like two the band's different than what the singer is the band is different but they fuse that those those likes together and makes it one big fucking melting pot of fucking bitching ass group they open up for black sabbath on the end tour, yeah, so, but they're they really fucking yep. great band. I miss them at the House of Blues, man. But I, I am going to see Alter Bridge and Mammoth in March, just to let you know. You picked up Mammoth later. Can't wait to see them. But that's my number three. So then we get to your number two, Andy. What's that? Yeah, um, my number two. When I first started, my first, my very first episode of Black Spinner Circle was um, the best of twenty twenty one. And this band had the number one album for me, in my opinion. They're called Black Country New Road. Wow. And they're already on their second album. And it's it's hard to describe. It's it's rock. It's jazz. It, it's so many different fusions thrown in together. Um, the lyrics are, are very English. Um, very English-minded. But um, it's a very... It's a very soothing, very relaxing band. Like um, they're they're a nice Sunday morning band to hear. They're called Black Country New Road. They go different ways all the time. Sometimes they'll, they'll throw in a sax and or or a heavy guitar here or there. Um, so I dig them. I I was just hearing them last night after our Black Spinner podcast. Um, I I threw it on and I enjoyed it. So I put them on my list here. So what's your number two, uh, Al? Um, well, this band's been around for quite a while now, probably since 2009. So technically, I mean, they're a newish band. Um, Uncle Austin and the Deadbeats. Oh. Uh, I dig that, man. And uh, they played I mean, they played down in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and I was going to go to it, and I ended up missing them. But uh, I kind of wish I'd... I, I, I want to see them live. I, I've been hearing like really that they're really cool live and they, you know, they have that um, stoner kind of a cult. Uh, I think, I think of them as like a cooler ghost to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I know. I love that, man. I, their, their videos are really cool, man. Like, you know, like they really mix like those old sixties and seventies occult movies, like those real cult, uh, underground, like a cult, you know, movies, and then mix it. They put, they make them as like their videos to their songs, and it's really kind of cool. You know, it's kind of pretty, uh, pretty psychedelic and and uh, pretty awesome, man. So I, I love their sound, 
and uh, Uncle Ass and the Deadbeat. So I, I really like them a lot. I mean, they're um, uh, check out Bloodlust and Mind Control. Those two albums are great, great albums if you're going to check them out. Yeah, I've heard, I've, just, I've, yeah heard I've heard of them. I've never listened to them. I've heard them. Yeah, they're, 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 cool. they're pretty good. Ian Wadley is like always sucking their dick on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. <laughs> if you ever listen, he's seen them live and he says they are really fucking good. So, yeah, yeah he does promote them a lot. I know he that. promotes them yeah. and Dead Beats yeah. Yeah, a lot. So, Charles, what's your number two? Well, I mean, Jerry picked mine, his last one, Dorothy. So I'm just going to do two of my honorable mentions in there. Well, one and do I'll it, just do uh, it, do it. Do I'll it, just say did my other honorable mention, and that was <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Glass in the Dead Beats, and that's fine, which mm-hmm. I totally endorse them. And I really love their self titled album, it's really, really, really good. I also I'll check them out. I also swing on their nuts as well. Uh, <laughs> my second honorable mention, though. And I'm going to save my third for my last ah, second one. Say it now. Okay, well, Ghost is my last one. <laughs> yeah, you don't support Ghost. You don't support New Rock, period. They're I the biggest thing out there. But my true honorable mention this round, I've, ne- I've mentioned, heard some stoner rock metal. They are certainly a bit older, but they're a band I stumbled upon this summer, and I endorse them highly. Orange Goblin. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I man, this metal outfit out of London that does not get enough love. Great check them out. Check them out, man. I wish this album, this band, would break through and be huge. This old. You know how I found out about them? Was uh, from uh, that metal show, and Neil Fallon from Clutch was, I think, wearing one of their shirts. Oh, and and uh, I kind of endorsed them, so I checked them out. They're really, yeah, they're really good, man. Yeah, I uh, there's. Them to be, they had to quit. You're breaking up a bit. You're breaking yeah, up a bit, there, Charles. Few years to get ready. It was a handsome picture. That's, that's you know, just so. Dorothy, Orange Goblin, Ghost, and, and Uncle Acid is my picks there. All right. But Dorothy, we get to- yes, I agree. And mm, she's hot. So, yeah. And if you love Hailstorm, remind me of Hailstorm a lot. Yeah. So, except they go a little bit more eclectic, a little softer, a little bit, but her voice is close. But I like that because they go a lot blues. I never heard, haven't heard Hailstorm do a blues song. Yeah, I saw Dorothy open up for Greta Van Fleet, and uh, Mm -hmm. she was she was awesome. And she also opened she also opened up for um, did she open up for Hailstorm and Lita Ford? Nice. Uh, they did those three did a tour a couple years ago. Wow! So yeah, she she's awesome. So what's your number two, Jerry? Well, we, I have to we have to mention this man, or you know, I mean, kind of our boss in a way, Wayne Noon, Project Resurrection. Uh-huh. I mean, this is actually good music. It really is. Um, uh, the singer's really good. It's good shredding guitar work. Uh, I know the guitar and bass. The, the guitarist does the guitar and the bass on this album, and Wayne Noon does the drums, which is pretty awesome. Handsome guy too, by the way. Yeah, hey, uh, you should give us some residuals <laughs> from our shows, you know. But anyway, you know, I'm telling <laughs> you, man, support guys like these, man. Buy their stuff. It's good stuff, man. It really is. Project Resurrect. Oh. Yeah, they're they're really good. They're not on my list, but they, because they're on somebody else's list, so I'll let you guys know that when we get to the fans. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, mine number two is a is a lady who's been on a Roxanne Paris band from Canada called Late Night Trouble. She's been on my free, my Freeform Rock podcast. She's also a friend of mine on Facebook. So look, I know people too, Al. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I never said you did it, man. <laughs> I also have Ron- Ronya Kaminsky uh, from the Pinbreaks. We'll get to her later, and uh, the girl from. Uh, I fucking forgot. Nada Loren. We had her. Fucking, I got all these fucking bands from overseas. No American bands want to fucking talk to me. But uh, <laughs> but my late night trouble, man. I like them. They have a few songs out. They're just now releasing an EP from uh, Canada. She's a really cool lady. She does a intro for my uh, free form. I mix it up between the people I've got on there. So this is Roxanne Paris from Late Night Trouble. You know, <laughs> you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. The Late Night Trouble rules. Check them out. They're really good. They have singles. Now they have an EP coming out. So then we get to uh, number one. Andy, what's your number one? Um, this band has been around for maybe over 10 years. I've seen them about five times. I own almost all their albums. They are already on number, I think this was number seven that just came out. I got on vinyl. The name of the band is called Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. We just did a um, a um, guest pick on um, Black Spinner Circle with um, Kate Noray, and she did um, Middle Brother, and one of the guys from Dawes was on that album. Um, I've seen Dawes several times, and another cool thing was that the last time I saw them, they opened up for um, Jeff Lynn of um, ELO. So that was pretty cool to see those two things. Um, they're they're more of a golly how kind of Americana um, folk rock band. Um, right now, their their sound is kind of changing. Um, they're starting to turn to a little bit more of a jam band. They're starting to stretch out their songs. Are now going from four minutes to nine minutes. So. I'm along for the ride. Their name is Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. If, if anyone's interested on there, out there, they're, um, they just, um, their second album just had a 10-year anniversary. So I grabbed that. It's down here somewhere. It's down here on the ground somewhere. <laughs> but um, I really dig it. So, so I hope that y'all would like that too because it's one of my favorite bands right now at the moment. So what's your number one, uh, Al? Uh, another band in the doom stoner genre. Uh, they're out of Massachusetts. Uh, and as a matter of fact, Eddie, Eddie from the show last night kind of mentioned their name, a band called Elder. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Love that, man. And I just discovered them like during COVID and uh, their album Omen uh, from 2020 and uh, it's got like six songs and they're all like 10 minutes and over so they kind of mix like a prog- they kind of mix progressive in there as well uh, as well as the doom and stuff and uh, I think they're fantastic man uh, no they're not kiss the elder uh, <laughs> I was just laughing because because we were talking about the elder earlier in some other yes. thing earlier although I do like that album and you shit all over it but I, I do like that <laughs> I finally heard it so I can shit on it so <laughs> Whatever, man. I, love, I, 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 you see, you know, with Kiss, man, I, I like their, I like their albums when they kind of went left of center, you know, and that one was definitely left of center. But for some reason, I really like that album. So, but anyway, go back to the band Elder. Um, 
yeah, to, to check out their album Omen from 2020. And uh, if you like progressive mixed with some doom and stoner, they're they're definitely a great band. So uh, I I think they're like my number one like newer newer band. So I think they've been around for like a good seven eight years already. But like they just kind of been getting their name out like you know the last couple of years. So uh, not a lot of people know about them. But I kind of mention them. You know I try to I get try to get their name out a little bit. You know so check them out. So Charles, what's your number one? Well, any band named after Kiss's best album has to rule. I'll say that much. Uh, <laughs> best album? Come on, now you're pushing it, man. I'm I know, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> this guy's actually a solo artist that I discovered today out of Seattle. His name is Aaron Jones. And you spell it A-Y-R-O-N, Jones. Uh, hey. Aaron, I think. I think you pronounce yeah, it Aaron. Aaron maybe, yeah, maybe. I think that's I how they pronounce. I think Probably. that's how they pronounce it. Yeah. Um, singer, songwriter, guitarist. Uh, his first album was actually produced by Sir Mix a Lot. Wow. People, but yes, Sir Mix a Lot did a little metal after his hip hop career. Anyway, I think a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It's a mix of like rock and metal and art and hip hop. And again, mm. all the beats are organic played with drums nothing synthesized from what i heard uh he's got one full lp called child of the state and he's got a new single out called filthy or fairly new uh hmm. check him out i think that's a promising uh promising artist there and uh also it's just i like that mix you know incorporating the new with the old and that, that's the way music's gonna have to move forward anyway reach the youngins as i like to call them so very interesting uh artist there so good guitar player too what's your number one jerry my number one is one of my favorite guitar players his name is patrick kennison he plays for lita ford which i just happened to see a couple of days ago and she was amazing great band patrick kennison bobby rock just incredible bunch of musicians she had with her but it's bands called heaven below um they've been around since about 2009 um, just hard, good hard rock and metal. Uh, they do some decent covers too of like uh, Twilight Zone by Golden Earring, and they do uh, Major Tom by Peter Schilling, and they're really cool <laughs> covers too. I mean, it, it, they make them sound really cool too. Um, they have about three studio albums and about you know a whole shitload of EPs and singles. Man, I suggest you give these guys a try. Man, this is good rock metal, it really is. So anyway, that's my last and final pick. Nice. And uh, who's uh, what podcast is Alan Tate's Rock? I forgot his podcast name, but uh, he copied me because I got this chick on uh, Freeform Rock podcast, me and Lee, and we interviewed the Pinpricks. They sent me all these CDs for free and a shirt. I don't know why I didn't wear the shirt, but in autographs, guitar pick, cool. they sent me a shirt. They're fucking cool. cool. Ronja Kaminsky, man, this band fucking rules. She plays fucking Jimi Hendrix, dude. Her dad taught her how to play guitar when she's a kid, and she needed a bass player. You know what she did? She taught her boyfriend how to play bass. Wow. <laughs> this, this is a freaking uh, three-person three band. Pen, the Pinpricks, and they named her name, got their name from, uh, it's just a tiny pinprick. It's not if you can hear me. Pink Floyd, right where you're yeah. wearing that hat. This lady is fucking cool. I helped them start their... Um, they needed a USA thing for their uh, TikTok. 
So I made their own ticket TikTok account for them and they cool. gave them the password and they took it over because they oh. needed a TikTok USA. And then they sent me all this for helping them. Good job, man. That's awesome. That's and cool. our band out of Germany, man. They're a freaking killer fucking band. Uh, subscribe to their YouTube page and Late Night Troubles, man. Those are two cool killer bands that I think uh, female fronted bands that you guys should all check out, man. I don't think females get enough love this day uh, and definitely. age, and they're rocking the fuck out. I mean, you can look all over YouTube and all that shit. These guitar, these female guitar players. I hate to even call them female guitar players anymore. They're just fucking guitar players. They're yeah. freaking awesome, dude. Kiko Kiko Wongo is pretty good too. If you check yeah. her out on Instagram, she she plays like she'll play like fucking Backstreet Boys, but make it metal on guitar. Yeah, I got I got Orianti's new album coming tomorrow. I can't wait to hear that. Oh, one. I don't have that so. one. I got the last one. But uh, man, that's our six bands. But uh, I also have a uh, check out Smackbound too. That's with uh, Nana Lorena from uh, they're from Sweden. Great great band Smackbound. They have one album out. They're pretty and cool, Ghost. But... Don't forget Ghost. Exactly. You guys can forget ghost all you want. I already have who? <laughs> I just joke. I kid. I don't like that band, but if you guys like it, like I always say, enjoy. You probably don't um, like puppies either, or kittens. <laughs> I I have puppies and cats. What are you talking about? But uh, one of them that I did have as an honorable mention was Crawler. I think they're really good. Star Crawler. Yeah. And um. I don't know how y'all are going to feel about this, but right now in the alternative world, Willow is making a big push into, you know, Will Smith's daughter. She's yeah. making a push into the alternative rock world. And her music's pretty interesting, man. And she's got a pretty good band with her, and she's got some pretty solid lyrics to, to back them up, and I wanted to, to mention her. Well, her mom's a total heavy metal fan, so... Yeah, yeah, I saw what... Wicked Wit... No, Wicked, right? Or what was the name of her band? I don't remember. remember. I never listened to it. But she was with was Wicked Oz Wisdom. Wicked Wisdom, yeah. Yeah, oh, they, oh well, she played an Ozfest that, that, that I went to. Yeah. It played like 11.30 in the morning. So wow. before we go, we guys need, like I said at the beginning of this show, subscribe and share. We have a Facebook page. Come join the party. We're never serious on the Mark and Jerry BS Sessions uh, Facebook group. We also have a like page. You can like us and give us a five-star review on there. But uh, before we go, uh, Al and Andy, we'll start with, let's go opposite. Al, do you have anything to promote? Um, not really. Just uh, I just want to go see Yes, so I'm going to put their show up on uh, YouTube. How was that anyway? They were great, man. Sounded great. Uh, a friend of mine, I mean, a friend of mine called me. A friend of mine called me up last minute and he wasn't going. He had like eight throw tickets. And he's like, dude, you want them? I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah I would go <laughs> uh, too. I was on Steve Howe's side and oh, that's I, got cool. watch, I got to watch him all night. And he's still a master, man. You know, and uh, the band sounds like great. Yeah, Jeff Downs is with him. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. Jeff Downs, yeah. Now they have like another drummer because Alan White's gone. But yeah. he's been with them, I think, for a while now kind of subbing for Alan White anyway. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, they sounded great. Uh, I think the guy that's singing from John Davis, and uh, I think he's sounding better and better now. I think he's, like, after all these years, I think he's he's fit yeah. into that role comfortably now, you know. So, in the beginning, I kind of – I didn't dig him that much. Uh, I actually like the guy previous to him, Benoit David, 
as the vocalist better, but this guy has kind of fit in now. So they were great. So I recorded their show. I'm going to put that up on their YouTube channel. Be cool. We podcast out and uh, I'm doing my cassette thing on my, you know, cassette a day. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, you're putting a lot of good in it. You know? Yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. So I've been kind of, I kind of do a theme a week kind of thing. You know, so that's really it. And uh, I think, thank you, Mark and Jerry and everybody, you know, for having me on. So anytime, man. Thank you, man. Pleasure's all on this side. Trust me. Here we go with you, Andy. What do you got cooking? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, what what albums did they play out? Because I know that they were playing a couple of albums because the anniversary. Close to the Edge. Okay, it was Close to the Edge. Yeah, good stuff. Um, The 50th anniversary of it. Okay, I knew that it was an album. I just forgot which one. Um, I will be on vacation all next week, so I'll be gone. But the week after that, I am going to be doing the um, um, rolling the dice and finding out um, a letter and um, and having a top ten of a band or artist of that letter. We've done that before with the letter M. So I'm going to find out which letter we're going to do. Then after that, we are going to have Jerry's pick for his guest pick in the beginning of November. So those are two things that I got coming up on the Black Spinner Circle. But next week, there will be no show. All right. You, Charles, you got anything cooking besides trying to tell Liam to fucking bring you back in the band? Yeah. <laughs> and getting any other podcasts going and stuff like that now. Yeah, Just nothing. And uh, Jerry, uh, what's up? Any updates on uh, Three Shots Down? Uh, possible. 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 Uh, yeah, you were supposed to discussion. talk to me. You never did. <laughs> it's in discussions. So. <laughs> but, All right. Uh, um, yeah. You know. What show number is this? Do you know? Uh, I'll know when I put it up because I go look back at the last one. Oh. I think <laughs> Hold on. I'll get it right now. I got my phone. I'm gonna, I'm just being lazy. Oh, but oh, but man, thanks for having me, guys. Because I really enjoyed being on your show. Oh, dude, man. Enjoy being. Like on, love having you, man. Enjoy being on yours too. Let's see, what was the last episode? It was on your year. Man, but last we did, we did the KTEL album, which was episode eighty-four. Okay, so episode I, thought, 85. I thought we were getting close to hundred. So we're we'll well, we kind of are. Cool. We're this is eighty-five. We'll do something really cool for the 100th. I don't know well, what. Well, you plan we'll it, something. man. I'm tired of planning. I'm All right. burned out. What are you talking about, man? I've, I've been planning the shit out of these lately. We need to get everybody on there, man. Like Eric and Eddie and yeah. Lee. Lee will take uh, over the whole show. Geek, Decimal Geek just hit 500, right? I know. I, I did something for the uh, – Chris actually asked me to record something, so that was cool. That's oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, you told me I could make fun of them, but I didn't. <laughs> that was cool, man. I love those guys. I would never make fun of them. Yeah, them guys really... are awesome, man. Yeah, man. So uh, this is episode 85, but I got something, Pimp. Uh, check out the Freeform Rock podcast every Friday. You get a new episode. Right now, until tomorrow, it's Jackson Brown running on empty. I forgot what tomorrow is, but I'm going to put it up before I go to bed because I like putting it up early and then promote it when I get to work. Uh, and then we got the Freeform uh, Rock podcast on youtube which me and lee do drunken videos on saturdays and then also the freeform rock show every tuesday night at 6 p.m pacific 8 p.m central 9 p.m fucking eastern check that out and also check out the great djs on uh that metal station.com because they all fucking rule if they didn't rule they wouldn't be on there 
all right man thank you guys for coming on here thank you al thank you uh i think next week we're gonna do uh with eric the top six movies that traumatized us right (laughs) (laughs) all right that should be fun man all right take it hey charles man you fucking rule dude Thank you, and thanks for having me again. Yeah, man, yep. I, I didn't. I wasn't forgetting about you. I wanted to save uh, our middle square for last. So I'm. Can I be on with the traumatized movie? You scene? can be on there with the traumatized <laughs> idea. You were going to ask that. Can I include? Can I include the ten-hour version of Dances with the Wolves? <laughs> I might put a movie in there that's not a horror movie that traumatized me. So uh, yeah, you guys can put in funny choices. I don't. Oh, I, I, mine will be mainly that. I promise you that. <laughs> That'll be fine. All right. Until next week, man. Check out the Market Jerry PS sessions on YouTube exclusively and on the Rat Salad Network channel, YouTube, and also on Rat Salad Network audio version of this on, on Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. All right. We're out of here, man. Later, guys. Peace. Peace. Bye. Peace. Bye. Peace.